bad and bullshit. Welcome to the Bad and Bitchy Podcast. I'm Erin. I'm Erica. And, and I'm Eric- hungover. Wow. Hi. Hi, hungover. How are you? <laughs> it's actually Dr. Hungover. <laughs> so, uh, David. I was going to make a joke and I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. David. Do it. Thank how you. Was, how was your election night? I spent it with you two. So. <laughs> oh, so it was fabulous so it was great virtually of course on on the big shiny takes live stream which was very cathartic yeah uh, it was nice to suffer with with friends and <laughs> um i i feel it was nice to suffer numb. with a bunch of bros yeah. well and you too and then laura nora loretto joined it was like it was Probably one of the more diverse panels of coverage. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know what? You're absolutely bar, right. But, You're but absolutely right. Low yep. bar, but still. And I just ordered, I was three minutes late to joining the, the recording because I was ordering uh, donuts because I'm so hungover. Um, yeah, and old. Uh, so, but, but um, I'm a little I, bit numb because we all saw this coming and then it happened. And what do you do? Yeah. Well, so, um, knowing something and experiencing it are two different things. But Very also, true. I think it was actually worse than we expected. Was it? I mean, I, I mean, the liberals didn't gain official party status. <laughs> the PCs. No, oh, no, 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 no. And it oh, was no. more seats than in 2018. That seems worse. 80 plus. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, you know, I was talking about turnout a couple of days before and I said, you know, this is something I pay a lot of attention to and I've studied. And so I was looking at it thinking like, you know what, it's going to be bad. Let's set the over under at 50 and, and bet the under. But I was thinking like 48, not 43. I was, <laughs> I was stunned. It was that low. I, and I expected low. But I actually thought it'd be a little, like, even higher than that. But like I, as I say, you never go broke betting against democracy. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a good bet. That's a good bet. Don't <laughs> vote against Brady or democracy. Two things that are utter shit, um, <laughs> but deliver in, in, their, in their wretchedness. What about Steph Curry? I mean, I guess yeah. he's a good guy in theory. You don't want yeah, I think so, right? I think so. Yeah. yeah. But the numbers are truly wild. I mean, you know, the NDP lost 800,000 votes, but they, they, you know, the Ford PCs had fewer votes in 2022 than the NDP did in 2018, which so, tells you something. Sorry, can you so, say that again? So the Ford PCs in 2022 had fewer votes than the NDP got in 2018. So if the NDP had all things being equal, had the same turnout this time around than the other, they would have had a real shot at government. <laughs> Yikes. So let's 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 really delve into this, you know, voter turnout thing, because I think this is a huge issue and nothing makes me more annoyed than people who just are very apathetic about voting. And like, I get that this wasn't an election that fired voters up. And I think the three of us are among those people. But I think we also kind of felt like a little bit of civic responsibility as in like we need to like at least do our part and complaining complaining about a result without actually participating is 
not productive. And I think it's actually, if you don't vote, you don't get a fucking say. Sorry. Oh, you're one uh, of those. I, I said what I said. I don't know I'm about gonna let, that. I'm going to let Erica do her thing here. I feel I'm like... Sit back okay. and eat my donut. So, so Matthew Green <laughs> tweeted something this morning that said, for anyone in Ontario who still believes that people get the governments they deserve, know this. People on ODSP don't deserve, nor can they survive another four years of Doug Ford. Neither could people living in long-term care, nor nurses, PSWs, teachers, students, or minimum wage workers. And you know what? I feel like there's some truth to that. I feel personally called out, by the way, because <laughs> I have said that on this podcast more than once. The people get the government they deserve. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I feel like maybe I should nuance that a little bit. I mean, we get the government we deserve because no one fucking showed up to vote. Yeah, but like David said, if we if the NDP had had the same turnout as they had four years ago, then it would have been. But what did the NDP do to give Listen, people I know, a reason I, to vote? I, I, I totally understand. That's I totally the, get that. But the like, thing is, is that like at the same time, is like they're all. It has to be a little bit reciprocal, right? Like I think that they need to give us a, a reason to vote, but we also have to continue to support them, or else they're just going to continue fucking doing shit. But if we support them, they're going to while they're doing their shit, they're going to continue doing the same shit. That's the problem. I mean, it's I not guess like we, they're going to learn. I mean, I guess we won't really know because voter turnout is just going to continue to decline. I'm not surprised and I'm not at the same time. So first of all, I barely voted last night and I have a perfect record being well when I'm in the country. Uh, (laughs) There was some time. You want to dance vote? Huh? You haven't dance voted? Like like mailed in before? Like I'm going to be out of country voted? No. Oh. Yeah. So there. (laughs) I didn't vote those years. So anyway. I think I was not, like I was young too. Anyway, um, I I feel as though this the voter turnout is more indicative than a result, and I think the voter turnout also means that nobody's like I I see all three parties. Well, Ford is out of touch in a different way, right? But I see the Liberals and the NDP as fundamentally out of touch period. They used your typical party politics, your typical party platform. They came to a gunfight with a knife. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's basically what happened in this election. I look at the NDP and I'm like, okay, I'm not wasting another vote on Andrea Horvath. Sorry. She should have been gone since 2015. To be honest, I registered a protest vote. I won't say who. Anyway, I protest voted for the first time ever in an election. And the reason is I don't I, I like I, I don't know, like I don't know who to vote for because none of them, I don't think, actually have the combination of the policy and the personality. I was watching Billions and I said this last night on the live stream. I was watching Billions, and in season two, Black Jack, Black Jack, what's his name? I forgot his last name. Anyway, this guy's a kingmaker, right? Very old money, old connections, that kind of thing. So you can't get to Albany without him, basically. And he said this, elections aren't about 
policies, right? Or platforms. Elections are about people. Elections are about the candidate, is what he said. I look at the NDP and they serve the shit in terms of a candidate. And so did the liberals. So I I don't know what their internal party platform says, but I feel like even voter apathy is a functioning democracy in some sort of way because it's indicative that none of them fucking get it. Or at least the two of them don't get it. So you kind of just like, so on our last episode where we talked about the NDP platform, I lamented that the Andrea Horvath had a radio ad out saying that she was running for premier. Yeah. And I think you just proved that point because if you're talking about candidates, we're supposed to be voting for our local MPP, right? But we continue to mix up what, who the leader of the party is. And so I vote continually for my local representative. Mm-hmm. But that's by design, right? I mean, at the same time, Andrea Horvath is not exactly giving with the spotlight, right? Like, I don't see Andrea Horvath, like, Jagmeet Singh came out to Ottawa Center at um, Joel Harden's barbecue or whatever, right? Where was that? Like, I understand Andrea Horvath is herself running, but like, hello. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I I just don't think that she's... (laughs) I'm going to say this. I don't think she's a team player. (laughs) I just, I don't, I I feel like the NDP is just molded around her. And I think that's a big ass mistake. That's just party politics in the, in the century though. I mean, they're all cults of the leader to some extent and, and not even the leader, but the folks around the leader who are constraining them and enabling them and whatever. And I think the people around Horvath, just like the go around jug meat aren't necessarily doing them a favor in many cases. No, uh, they're not. Right? And this is what, you know, my line post this election, even before has been you know, what we need is the, the NDP to be a workers party, both federally and provincially, not a, a downtown Toronto, you know, professional managerial class. Managerial shipping, what you did know, you like, call them? A workers Techno- party. Technocrats. Techn- they're, they're, they're technocrats and, and, yeah. and they're champagne socialists and they're PMCs. And, and we need a, part, a workers what party. What are PMCs, speak, David? Like a professional managerial class, which is exactly oh, okay. what you think, right? It, it is yeah. the, and, and, and who are highly technocratic. Um, who aren't a sort of old school workers party. We need them to get to the lunch pail crowd, the people who are the most anxious, who are suffering the most, who are doing the work to build the province in the country and speak to them. And the parties aren't aren't doing that. And we need an NDP that is fundamentally tied to the grassroots and to the social movements outside of the party that will connect it to the electorate and to to office. And that's not what we have. And that's got to get built. And uh, that should be the vision of the NDP. And, and I hope they'll take that seriously. And we'll see in the leadership race if they do. And I got to say, like, the question is going to be, like, who's going to stand up? And, and obviously, you know, people talk about Merritt Stiles, who's, who's cool. Uh, you know, Catherine Nathaniel Fife. Ernskin Smith. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, interesting. But no, I, yeah, was Charlie I heard Angus. his name being bandied about. Charlie Angus. And Charlie Angus, interesting. Uh, is an, an interesting person to think about who does do that firebrand worker yeah. party, Northern Ontario, yeah. uh, Bernie-esque thing. Yeah. And it would be kind of nice to see someone like that in that space. It would be. When I was, um, so I went door knocking yesterday 
And <laughs> it's funny. I, I will go door knocking for people who ask if I like the candidate enough. Enough. You hear that PPC? <laughs> Except for the PPC. And right, so the new blue, new blue. I'm oh, here on behalf of Danny Neckbeard. <laughs> and, and new blue. Again, if I like the candidate. Okay. <laughs> so like, I'm pretty, like, I'm, I'm pretty open with it. So I was in a pretty upper, I would say an, it's an upper class neighborhood in what's, what's south of Hinton, what's south of Hintonburg? Would you call like that where? area? Like around um, the four, between the 417 and Carling. Like Parkdale area, somewhere around there. This is very inside Civic, Ottawa. Civic hospital-ish? I, yeah. So like experimental farm-ish? Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, around there, you have some pretty upscale, you know, class of people. Mm-hmm. A lot of <laughs> too many Amazon rings for my liking. As an as a side mm-hmm. note, let me just say, I went up there. I put out the 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 flyer and I left. I was not going to stand there to be fucking videotaped by fucking ring. OK, that's it. Next thing you know, somebody somebody accuses me of teething something. I don't think so, because I'm already black, right? In a white neighborhood, that's enough. Anyway, so uh, it also also with Ring, that is also the place with the shittiest internet. Why do upscale neighborhoods have the shittiest internet? Anyway, I don't know. I have questions about how you have Ring with shitty internet. But anyway, point being, when I knocked on the door. And I spoke to some people. They were all like, I don't know what the hell is going on in this world. It's going to shit. I'm scared. That was the common refrain. So I don't know what you want to take from that for this um, this conversation. But people know that something's fucked up. Period. And I I was on CP24 this week. And, you know, one of the quote unquote pundits was like, oh, People are tired of COVID. I'm like, I almost was like, which people? <laughs> okay. Like there are people still suffering from COVID and literally the technocratic class has, and the political class has decided that we're turning the page. We're not going to talk anything about it. And we wonder why people didn't show the fuck up to vote for the people who don't even recognize that they're still suffering. On that note, Erica, David, it's been a slice. And- As- our friends listening should head to badandbitchy.com to become a paid subscriber to make sure you get access. All yes, because of information. the pay, the truth is paywalled and the lies are free. Mm, that's good. Yeah. So friends, I will talk to you in the group chat and until then I will catch you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.